Hello and welcome back to Africa Science Focus. I'm Sally Amutabi. Lake Tanganyika is one of Africa's great lakes. About 4 million people depend on the lake, but years of pollution and overfishing have left it degraded and the lake has been ranked among the most threatened in the world. This week, Africa Science Focus reveals fears that eating contaminated fish caught in Lake Tanganyika may be damaging people's eyesight. Journalist Njenje Chezu reports from the Lakeside district of Mpulungu in Zambia. Decades of pollution have contaminated Lake Tanganyika, threatening all kinds of aqualife. This is not only crucial to livelihoods and food security, but also a huge threat to life and health of people living in the villages that surround the lake basin. Zambia's Mpulungu district is among the named rural settlements, with a geographical location of the plateau and the valley. People living on the plateau are mostly commercial farmers who apply chemical fertilizer during farming. In cases of heavy rainfall patterns, Pulungu and other surrounding villages become floody. It is believed that during times of flood, most chemicals, which may be harmful, end up in the lake, threatening the fish species and people consuming it for food purposes. Lake Tanganyika is shared among the four African countries, being Zambia, Democratic Republic of Congo, Tanzania and Burundi. This has affected the fight against ending water pollution. The four countries have an interested Lake Tanganyika authority with a mandate to end pollution. Apart from rampant diarrhea cases, eyesight complications is among the most common diseases in Polongo district and surrounding villages. Jenja Chizu reporting from Zambia, Central Africa. After arriving in Pulungu, Njenje met with lifelong resident Brenda Kuama to find out how life is changing at the lake and how the health of the region's residents is being affected. I'm born and bred of Mpulungu district. I'm Lungu by tribe. Our district is situated along Lake, Lake Tanganyika, along the Great Lift Valley. It's one of the deepest lakes in Africa and it has been a benefit to the people of Mpulungu because most of our resources comes from the lake. Mostly we depend upon the fishing of Mpulungu which has been the most or the main source of our income. I can say all are fishermen and fish is depleting every year. And again, due to that, it's the main source of our consumption. According to how I see things happening in our district, health-wise, we are very much affected by sight. I can even confess that I'm one of the affected people. As I'm aging, I can see that my sight has is not as it used to be when I was young. Pulungu itself, I can say, has no answer to this problem of uh, site shortage. We have no clinic as a district, and uh, the nearby place where one can go for 
for the answer to that problem is about 48 kilometers. And again, the same, the same hospital has no permanent eye doctors. We receive doctors in the district mostly once per year. Brenda says that she has witnessed an increase in the number of people with eyesight problems, including herself, which she attributes to the local diet. With limited food sources in the region, the community relies on the fish that live in Lake Tanganyika's polluted waters. Uh, my name is uh, Dora Kamuineshi, and I'm coordinator for the Lake Tanganyika Development Project. Right now, there's been no scientific study to determine what is getting into the lake, the levels of chemicals or, or metals in the fish that we are consuming. So the likelihood of this fish, if that is the only diet that the community are consuming, the likelihood of their eyesight being affected is very, very high. The Lake Tanganyika Development Project was set up to protect the environment and biological diversity of the basin and boost the quality of life in the surrounding communities. People in the basin have known for some time that pollution is a problem. Christophe Kanema monitors pesticides and toxic substances at the independent Zambia Environmental Management Agency. Christopher explains how the lake is impacted by human activity and the long-term impact of chemicals on the lake and on people's health. Um, Zema has a mandate to ensure sound management of chemicals. And this, these chemicals are used in different sectors, like the agriculture sector, the health sector. In the case of Zambia, we have a lot of freshwater bodies so if the chemicals are not applied properly, they might find their way into the water. And that aquatic life might be exposed to these chemicals, which we call pesticides. Some of them are considered toxic. And the repeated exposure to these chemicals might pose a risk, both to the aquatic life and to human beings that probably consume fish. Um, these chemicals have healthy effects such as you might uh, develop cancers or it will affect your reproduction system. Some of them they are considered as mutagenic which means they cause mutation of genes and so forth. So in a nutshell these chemicals are supposed to be handled in an environmentally sound manner. And that's the mandate of Zambia Environmental Management Agency to ensure that these chemicals are handled and managed in a way that we reduce exposure both to human being and the environment. The Lake Tanganyika Development Project promotes sustainable agriculture and conservation farming to avoid using synthetic chemicals and limit the disturbance of the soil. But agriculture is not the lake's only source of pollution. It would be very difficult for uh, the communities to know that the fish that they are consuming may be contaminated. 
It may not be from the Zambian section of the lake. As you know, the Lake Tanganyika is, has four riparian states that share the lake. So whatever happens in Burundi affects us here in Burungu, affects us in Zambia. Whatever happens in Congo also happens now. Once the people consume that fish which is contaminated, particularly if mercury is involved, then you find that causes serious eye problems. Eating fish only, and maybe starch to a certain extent, and maybe very minimal vegetables. And if this fish is contaminated, then surely we expect that there will be those eye problems. The United States Environmental Protection Agency says that vision loss can result from mercury poisoning after eating fish with high levels of methyl mercury in their tissues. In studies around the world, mercury poisoning has been recorded to result in blindness, neurological damage and in some cases severe birth defects. Mercury gets into lakes through the atmosphere as well as from industrial or mining wastes that run into the water. Mercury poisoning is a slow process and can take months or years to display symptoms. Mabo Luabanya, the acting fisheries coordinator from Pulungu district, explains that eyesight problems are appearing in people older than 40. Yeah, I think the health facility for um, diagnosis of um, sight issues can be based here in Mpulungu. The effect of uh, uh, long-term consumption of fish usually will not affect youths because there's a combination of food that we, we are consuming. But these effects can be seen in people that are above 45, 50, because now the, there is no variation in the diet. They have to depend on what they have. And that's where maybe most of the challenge could be observed. But the aged ones, we have seen those cases uh, in most of the villages that elderly people are. Okay, so it's a it's a big problem. It's a big challenge, and the the worrying part is that our people are not engaging into alternative livelihoods. We are only depending on fishing activities exclusively. Without scientific studies, the community cannot be certain that mercury is the source of their loss of eyesight. A range of pollutants have been recorded in Lake Tanganyika. This include forms of domestic waste such as trash and sewage, industrial waste that comes from slaughterhouses, dairy farms and oil refineries, as well as heavy metals, fuels, pesticides and chemical fertilizers. Mabo points out that change is needed in the four countries of the Lake Tanganyika Basin to reduce overfishing and to improve livelihoods, food security and quality of life. One way to tackle these challenges is to educate communities on the different food groups that make up a healthy diet. In Mbrongo, we have a problem because we don't receive people come and teach about food. And... Uh, Except government uh, telling people to do farming. Farming and eating is different. So it's not everyone who do farming here. Because even uh, when talk of fish, there's also fish farming. So free quarters, we don't know anything about nutrition, food. We only eat fish. 
because if we can't receive people can help us to teach us on nutrition foods uh, food then it means the problem will continue and many people will go blind in near future Stephen Muchindo in Pulungu asking for nutritional health services for his community and Stephen ends this week's report from Lake Tanganyika Now it's time to hear from you. We're here to find answers to your science questions. This week, Lina Nakazwe in Zambia sent Africa Science Focus a question for expert Lucy Ngambi. My name is Nakazwe Lina, a concerned Zambian youth. What do you think are the major causes of cancer? Tell me your name and your profession too. My name is Lucy Ngambi. I am a pharmacy technologist by profession. Uh so cancer is the uncontrolled growth of abnormal cells anywhere in the body. The most common cancers in women is breast cancer and in men we have prostate cancer and in children we have leukemia. And some of the causes of cancer that has been identified are chemicals or toxic compounds, exposure, asbestos, the benzene tobaccos or cigarettes and we also have ionizing radiation which is the x-ray emitting sources we also have pathogens which are the human papilloma virus thanks to lina for sending in your question and thanks to our expert lucing gambi do you have a question regarding your health and lifestyle nutrition or the environment Is there something happening in your community in Africa that a scientist might be able to explain? You too can get an answer from an expert. Send a free text or voice message from anywhere in the world via WhatsApp to +254-799-042513. You can subscribe to our program, download episodes and leave a review at www.sidev .net Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis. The editor was Jackie Oparafatoye and the reporter was Jenje Chezu. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you next week for our final episode of 2020. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grant program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Music